Kindly take your seat in the presence. Thank you, Lord. Lord, bless us tonight as we hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen. We'll be looking at the Lord is my shepherd. That's the theme for this month. Say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for leadership. Last week I started talking to you about leadership. You shall not want for leadership. Amen. Now, understand that when we mention the word shepherd, it is a word that represents leadership in the house of God. Just as the word pilot represents leadership in the aviation world, or a general represents leadership in the military, or the doctor represents leadership in the hospital. So when you hear the word shepherd, is talking about leadership, God leading us. And I believe that when God leads you, you would also become a shepherd. Because we all start at sheep, but the end game is that we will become a shepherd. And there's no better example as the Psalm 23 that David spoke about. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want for leadership. If you study David, he became one of the, if I was the greatest leader in the whole of Israel's history. And any king that came after David was compared to David. And he didn't walk in the ways of David, his father. He didn't walk in the ways of David, his father. He didn't walk in the ways of David, his father. David became an example of leadership because the Lord led him. And this year, I'm believing that God will raise you as a shepherd in Jesus' name. Now, what do they do in hospital? The job of a doctor is to save a soul. Is to make sure a soul doesn't die. A soul that is brought to him or her is cured of their disease. The work of a general is to make sure that when he goes to war, he wins the battle. I say he wins the battle. So there's a, there's a serious battle going on in Bakhmut, in the eastern of Ukraine. Nobody is seeding an inch and the battle is very tense because the generals on the ground have been charged that don't seed an inch, don't give an inch. So it's a fight going on there. And that is the work of a general. The work of a pilot is to make sure that the aeroplane lands safely and takes off safely. Hallelujah. And all the souls on board the plane are preserved. It's very interesting that when it comes to aviation, they don't say people. They don't say we have 312 people on this flight. They use the word souls. It tells you that they've upped their safety and their protocols that must make sure that nobody dies on that plane. So without the pilot, there'll be no leadership in the aviation industry. Without the architect, the building industry is not complete because the architect is the lead of all everything that has to do with buildings. Are you hearing me tonight? So when we say the shepherd, what does it mean? The primary assignment of the shepherd is to make sure that he takes care of sheep. That means that he takes care of souls. He wins souls. He makes your souls are born again. And these souls grow in Christ until they become like Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? And so our assignment is very easy. God will not measure your life in church by the success of your marriage. Though it's very nice. God will not measure your success in ministry by the beautiful children you've had. Or the money you have contributed. Or how you are very regular in church. They are all nice. But the, the, the crux of the measure of your work in church is, did you win a soul? Did you establish a soul? What was your work in that space? Because when you are referred to as a shepherd, 
is to make sure souls are won. So if in a church souls are not being won, then it tells you the kind of leadership that is we are having in the church. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That means that the leadership of the church is babyish. It's childish. Because the primary function of the church is for soul establishment, soul winning, so that they will go to heaven. I promise you Jesus will be coming very soon. And you realize that most of the things you are dying to have and you, are, you realize that it's of very little value. Don't even let me compare that with, let me just compare death. You know, death makes everything useless and nonsense. You know, it has a way of neutralizing all your effort. Praise the Lord. So your days, you on earth. What testimony would you give when you stand before God and say, is there one soul that you ever poured your life into? Is there a soul that you prayed for? Is there a soul that you were intentional about? That you were deliberate? You know, a lot of the soul winning we do and the souls that are established, they are more like happenstance. Very few people are very deliberate about the intention to establish souls and then you go all out for it. When that becomes effective in the church or in your life, then you qualify to be called a shepherd. Being led by a sheep. A sheep being led by the shepherd. Because the ultimate purpose of the sheep is to become the shepherd. The reason why you are raising your child is not that you will grow, maybe take over your company. Is that right or wrong? Say you're a doctor. It's more likely that your children will be doctors if you're a doctor. Because there's something they must continue to uh, perpetuate. Or if you are an industrialist, more likely your kids will become industrialists and continue your industry and build even more industries. If you are a minister, it's likely your children will take after you. Hallelujah. That's the end game. So if you are being raised as a sheep today, the end game is that God expects you to become a shepherd. And you are not a shepherd until you are winning souls, establishing souls, following up the souls. You are consumed by the work of the shepherd. So people, in church, this is all church is about. Everything else is secondary. Couples get together is nice, but it's secondary. The main work of the pilot is to make sure the aeroplane, when it takes off, it can also land. The main work of you and I, and the reason why God is equipping us, is so that souls can be established in his kingdom. That is all. That's all this is about. So everything we are doing, singing, clapping, praying, is for this end purpose. Like a young man wants to woo a young girl. You see, he comes from many, many angles. He will use text message. He will send Momo. He will send, Momo is cash, eh? Yes. Boba money. Then he will send credit. Then he will let his friend, who knows the lady's friend, start influencing from the other side. And then you are there. They will bring you flowers suddenly. You see, all these things, they are working together for one aim, for you to say yes. And the day you say yes, I, I agree to to, to marry you, then the assignment is complete. So all the other things were not an end in itself. They were part of an end that was being pursued. And all those things were helping. So please, let's wake up. Let me hear amen. Let's wake up and let's be counted. Let's be relevant. Let God count us worthy. Amen. For not too long from here, very soon, we'll have to stand before God. And you just look at yourself. Do I have a sheep? One. 
Think about yourself. Me. Do I have a sheep? That if I call and say, come here now, they will come. Because the, the, the proof that you have a sheep is that the sheep knows your voice and they follow you. So if there's nobody in your life that you can call and say, please come to church right now. Stop. And they will stop whatever they are doing. There's a problem with you being called a shepherd. There's a problem with you being called a leader in the house. This should be our focus. Let me hear amen. And this year, that's what we are focusing on. But because when the shepherds increase, the sheep will also increase. Where there's no shepherd, there'll be no sheep. So let's train the shepherds so that they can have sheep. Are you hearing me? God is going to cause you to have a lot of souls following you. I said a lot of souls will follow you into the kingdom of God. And you see, there's a joy that money cannot give. When you sleep at night, you have deep joy. You know what Jesus said? Jesus was so happy in himself. And he said, Father, I thank you that you have hidden these truths from these people. What brings real joy, you have taken it from them. And Jesus was just laughing. They realized that there's a higher form of joy when you are able to raise sheep. Now listen, as you are sitting there, you have been called by God. In fact, you have been chosen. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. That means that before you were born, God had you in mind to be sitting here today. To be listening to this word. Listen, may your life count for something. To be sitting here listening to this word. God knew you'll be here. He said, you have not chosen me. You don't even know me, but I chose you. Maybe you have never seen me face to face, but I chose you. Not only chose you, I ordained you. I separated you. That you should bear fruits. Come on, say fruits bearing. So, leadership in church is bearing fruits. And that fruit is not how good you can sing. It's the effect of your souls. And how you are helping to depopulate hell. And you are making demons mad. May that be your ministry in Jesus' name. May you be part of that great unsigned. That God is going to raise in Jesus' name. For the work of the ministry, for the builder. All that thing is to make you. So listen. If I as a shepherd, I don't teach you these things. I have denied you of eternal crowns. Eternal crowns are based on the souls that you brought to heaven with you. In fact, some of you will be living in very big houses, but you'll be alone. Your, your house is so fabulous. It's made of liquid and clear gold. Because the materials in heaven, you can see through it. See, like wood, you can see through the wood. Sparkly wood that is alive. But it's only the wood and the gold floor that will be talking to you. Because when you got to heaven, nobody followed you. My goodness, it will be a very boring heaven lifestyle. But some people, when you go to their villa, you say, Robert's cul-de-sac. You see a lot of his souls gathered around. Take the things I'm telling you serious. You just sit down and look. Who have I poured into to the extent that they can stand? Food for thought. Let me hear amen. Praise the Lord. God brought you here to hear this word. And as I'm speaking, he's empowering you. He's refocusing your purpose, your vision, and the things you count as important. This is going to be your main mark this year in the name of Jesus. 
Then he said, I've got I've chosen you that you may bear fruit, and that your fruit remain. So, and whatsoever you ask, the Father in my name, it shall be given you. It shall be given you. It shall be given you. I said, It shall be given you. You don't put the cart before the horse, the horse must always lead the cart. And God is simply saying that let us be effective. Let us be fruitful. Let us multiply wherever we find ourselves. And that's what we are doing this year. And I'm glad you are here. Clap your hands and say a big amen. God will use you tremendously. I mean, people will follow you and they will hold on to your cloth. Because of the power of God that is going to come upon your life. And the testimony of Jesus in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. And then the next verse said, this is our command that ye love one another. So the real thing eh, is love. If God chooses you and you don't love you, you don't love the things, it will not work. So you see, the main driving force behind the kingdom is the force of love, not force of force. Compelling, not necessarily. At the end of the day, I can give you everything, but you will never do. But you must be driven by the love of God. I say you must be driven by the love of God. So, say I shall not want for leadership. Say again, say I shall not want for leadership. You must be able to lead yourself. Hallelujah. You shall not want for provision. You shall not want for prayer. I have a lot. But I'm staying here this week as well. You shall not. Because I think that for leadership is the, what is the most important. Is the most important. So he said in the book of Isaiah chapter Three of us, so I say, Behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, shall take from Judah and from Jerusalem the stay and the staff, the stay of water and the stay of bread. The Lord said, He will take it away, and this is how He's going to take it. Then He said, The, 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 the man of war, the, the talked about the, the, the man, man, men of war. He talked about the judge. He talked about the prophet. Say you take away uh, the man of war. Okay, the mighty man. That's number one. The mighty man. Number two is the man of war. Number three, the judge. Number four, the prophet. Number five, the prudent. Number six, captains of 50 then he said he will take away counselors. He will take away uh, artificers and eloquent orators. Cunning artificers and eloquent orators. Then he said, and children shall be their princes and what shall rule over them? Babies shall what? Rule over them. Are you seeing it? So when the Lord is going to take the staff and the state, if we don't want to be leaderless here, we must make sure that so winning and the focus and the home fellowship and those things be our consuming passion and desire. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Because in the nation, if you take the mighty man, you take the man of war, you take the judge, you take the prophet, you take the prudent, huh? and you take... Uh, uh, all the when you take all these people, you are taking leadership from the church. Are you seeing it? 
And Bible says that when you do that, the staff and the stays take it. No, there will be no bread. There will be no water. The people will suffer in lack. Same thing in the church. If the focus of soul winning is not our consumption, we will, we will struggle. Come on, pastor. I hear what I'm saying. We will struggle. We will not be able to see. Because, you see, the whole staff and the state has been taken away. The purpose for which we are here, we don't seem to understand it. And when that happens, you see, the struggle is continuing. Children will be oppressing us. Small sickness, we will not have healing. Little, little things we can buy. Just a perfect year, wash your mother down. Children shall be their princes and what? And what shall rule over them? Babies shall rule over them. So listen, if we don't want children to rule over you, can look at your beard. Look at your wisdom. Look at your beauty. And then a baby in pampas is your king and your leader. Can you imagine how you will be feeling? Frustration from dawn to night. Because everything the child is doing, he has no direction. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Meanwhile, God has made it so. Because the reason for which you are being, you are not accomplishing it. That will never be your story in Jesus' name. That means that a lot of the things we suffer is because of some basic things we have refused to do. But today, God is setting the order. God is restoring the order. God is bringing to pass order, order in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. So that we will not have babies rule over us and children be our prince. <laughs> you wake up, children are crying. You can't even study. You don't have brains and intelligence. The people who have been set over you, they can't even think for you. If you extend it to the nations, you begin to see a better picture. But I want to stay in the church. I say I want to stay in the church. Certain things we should have easy. Healing should be common. Power should be made manifested. As long as we become leaders in that space and the function of the shepherd, like I said, is one and one only. Souls. And when we do that, babies cannot rule over. But if we don't do it, cold will be ruling over us. Small, small sicknesses. You know things are hitting you left, right, and center. How can't I overcome this problem? It's a baby, but he has been given power. Because you have refused, refused to be the kind of shepherd, or the kind of leader in that space that God has ordained for you. Are you following what I'm saying? You are looking at a situation like, ah, how is this thing not moving? Me, pa, I can't do this. It's a baby that has been put over you. It's a child who has been made your prince. So people of God, this one I'm not talking about me, we all. He said, they'll rule over us all. Do we want babies to rule over us here? Silly, silly devils and demons. Babies with sharp tooth or tap teeth or whatever. Amen. So let's rise to leadership, which is, look, I'm not talking about secular leadership. I'm not talking about Jomai. That is not my area. Look, I've tried it. That is not my space. That is not my flow at all. I read about John Maxwell, all these leaders, but I realize now that is not my trajectory. It's very clear. Amen. I said amen. So I'm talking about leadership in the church, which is so winning. So do an inventory of yourself. 
Because a life that is not examined is not worth living. It's not what they say. So look at your life and see how many people you've been able to influence for Christ on a personal level with your resources. When I say your resources, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your wisdom, your prayer power, and your mobility, your car, and everything that God has provided for you. Glory to God. This year, we must make impact in the name of Jesus. This year, we must refuse to be ruled by babies. So anytime you are not being effective in, the, in leadership when it comes to soul winning, you are being ruled by your, your prince is a child. And it is babies with pampers who are giving you orders. I said babies with pampers. Oh, please see my boss. Oh, sir. And the, and the man, the baby is in a pamper. Can you see the picture? So it means that anytime God wants us to do something and we don't stick with the plan, Charlie, we open the door for babies to rule over us. We open the door for unnecessary financial confusion, insufficiency, embarrassment, and all these little, little, little things that even the people of the world, they don't deal with. Why should believers deal with such trivial matters? It's because we have allowed the children to rule over us. But we refuse it in the name of Jesus. I said, we are refusing that mindset that church is not coming. We, we are not pure warmers. We are pure workers. I said, we are pure workers, not pure warmers. Amen. So you work pews. What's your job? I'm a pure worker. That means I fill chairs with souls. That is my job. That should be your job. That should be our job. And God is taking us high in the name of Jesus. God is making us examine and take inventory of our lives so that we can be effective going forward. We can be effective going forward. We can be effective going forward. So listen, anything I'm saying about is about soul winning and all that. Look at it. So what, 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 if you say, if you go to verse 12, the same chapter, he said, as for my people, it is children who oppress them and it is women who rule over them. As for my people, it is children. So I'm talking about children when you are, you are being led by a child or you are, you are acting like a child in the context of the leadership in the church. Which is about so winning. That's my focus. Amen. And then, you see, when you don't also do the right things, women rule. Come on, say women. When I say women, I don't mean you, physically woman. I'm talking about, it's, it's synonymous with pettiness, jealousies, envies, quarrelings, all happening in the church. When so winning is out of the window, they begin to pick up, bite, and bitch. Amen. We will never come to that in the name of Jesus Christ. But I say, men to bitch a lot. See men fighting. Men of God fighting on radio. context. She come and challenge me. That's bickering and bitching. So don't, don't, be, don't be offended if you're a lady. Let me hear you, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So when we refuse to do what God says we should do, we hand over our lives to children and women in quotes. May we never do that. I say, may this church never become a, a batter house. You know a batter house? Not batter, not trade, batter, fight. Pa, 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 pa. 
as soon as you open this door, you hear it's a sign that there are no soul winning. There's no leadership. Because soul winning in the kingdom is synonymous with leadership. If you are busy with soul, would you have time to even quarrel? I, 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 can, I can live with you for a thousand years. We'll not quarrel. For what? I'm, I'm not finished even doing my life. How can I do your life? Hmm? I haven't finished solving my problem. What, what time do I have for you? Praise God. So if you are busy about so a lot of your frustrations, anger, and contentions, they will evaporate naturally. May we become leaders. May we become leaders. May we become leaders in the name of Jesus Christ. And all these effects of children, women, things, it will be out of our camp. If your choir is growing and you have three, four, five choirs, you'll be so busy, you'll not fight. You see, ah, she didn't come for my wedding, so I also come for her wedding. You are quiet. Hallelujah. Unnecessary bickerings and bitchings. May God deliver us. May God deliver us. May you become an effective soul establisher. You know, people, you can't do that job without prayer. Oh, say I'll use Coca-Cola. Master. They'll drink your Coca-Cola and throw you out. You need compelling power. Let me hear him. Ziyagatu Safa, Ipradecha, Ilata, Samani, Pahas. Hey! We have work to do. I said we have work to do. He said, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that win. Come on, say win. My goodness. Have you seen winning without battle before? Whoever won on a silver platter like that. God won the victory. He gave it to us free. But to win souls, man, is war. I said it's war. Please make up your mind that you will fight until you win. You see, we are more than conquerors. We are more. God has made us triumphant. Triumph is somebody won the victory and gave it to you and you did the parade. That's for us. Salvation is free. Deliverance. But when it, as soon as the thing turns to another man, man, you are dealing with wheels. You are dealing with emotions. Somebody the way you, you, you met the person, you talked to the person the first time. You reminded her of her father. So the person, as soon as he saw, she is angry. So this is how my father used to treat me. You're coming to bring me to bondage again. I will not follow you. So you are dealing with all manner of things. You are dealing with spirits and territories. And Satan is saying, don't cross this line. They belong to me. And you think you can use a phone call to tell that person, man, Let's wake up. I said, let's wake up. I said, let's wake up. Prayer must go like fire, like fire, like fire. We must. That is the job given us. Angels don't preach. You and I, we must show leadership. And if God says we can win them, we can win them. If Bible says you are white, so the wisdom is winning souls. That's the whole wisdom. So anybody who is involved in soul winning is a wise man. May God make you wise. May God make you wise. May God make you wiser. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So children, say children. We are not children. I say we are not children. We are spiritual adults. And we are taking responsibility. I don't want any child to come and be my prince. And then babies rule over me. Say oh. I'm your boss. So, so the, after the baby has finished ruling, then the child is also coming. 
The prince is the one waiting to take over. The prince is a spiritual entity. Are you seeing the thing? So the prince is the is the is like is a take up a lamentation against the prince of Tyre. See, see, the king of Tyre and the prince of Tyre. Ezekiel 28, describing Satan. So Satan was being described by using the king of Tyre and Sidon at that time. So the inference was made to the king of Tyre, but the inference was also made to the prince of Tyre. So when he said, children shall be your princes, that means demons that you should be doing like that. Come on, get out of here. You say good, you say for where? Because you have abdicated your office to other things. May God help us tonight. May God help us tonight. May we become conscious of souls constantly. And may your life be poured into something and somebody. I mean, you are built. Look, may your life be poured into something worthwhile. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. So last week I shared with you that when a, a child is ruling over you, the first sign is that there is disorganization. Now, it doesn't matter how organized we look, how excellent our service is, how exquisite the choir sings, and the sophistication of our ladies in the church, and the regalness of our men in the church, and the whole glory of the church. Bible looks, Jesus said, this is disorganization. If the people are not winning souls. Isn't that amazing? So when you go to a place and more souls are coming, it looks like things are disorganized. Every day there are people. Bible calls that church more organized. But when you have people, accomplished men with PhDs and whatever, and souls are not being won in the church, and everybody is prim and proper, we know, you know, culture and ethics and etiquette. And everybody knows how to lift their hands in synchronization. And we know how to flow as one. Bible said that church is disorganized. Bible said there's no leadership in the church. Because the purpose is not to look good in your suit. The purpose is that somebody may also receive of what you have received. Are you seeing the thing? So leave us alone. Let the confusion, if confusion is more souls, it's okay. That's what God calls order. Look at the Bible in the book of Mark 1. Good things. Jesus goes to church and scatter. The first day he entered. The, ah! You see, if you want church to be, we all sing, you know, Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And then everybody file. You know, they don't walk, they file. One at a time, you see the order. It's a dead place. Everybody's going like that. It's dead. Jesus entered the church the first day. No, come see Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody is tearing their shirt. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. My God. You never leave your church in this place. Like, you know, like you came, you made your makeup. You didn't break. You will break it. You will break it. Come on, let me hear. Amen. You must leave something disorganized. Shout amen. Sir, can you imagine gentle Jesus, meek and lamb, meek and man, look upon the little child. As soon as he enters the church, you know, people are screaming. So please, let there be order here. Come on, don't shout. 
He said, you don't know what I'm dealing with. Shut up. Jesus, leave me. Are you coming to torment me? It wasn't the man talking. There was a spirit. When we come to church, we must be free. Don't tell me we shouldn't pray. Come on, say amen. Don't tell me it's nice. We should, you know. Where the charismatic church is going eh? very soon. The American model of the church, it will take us at one of these days. 12 o'clock, bang, you close. Even if Holy Ghost is moving, you have to cut him off. And somebody is there needs deliverance. You leave him and let him go. Say next week. What if he buries him in the, in the gutter? Are you seeing what I'm saying? So we have become so prim and prop that now we use the time we close as a catch. Not that you'll be delivered. But that when you come, your healing will be assured. So if you have to tarry long until you are free, we will not. We will rather keep to time. Because we have become what? Sinner friendly church. And the sinners are coming in and they are not changing. When are we going to see the power of God? So that when you say you are a Christian, we know for sure that something has shifted in your heart. In the corridors of your heart. We call back the days of his power in the name of Jesus. If Jesus went to church and everything was scattered, it is alright if me also come to church and things scatter. And people are running helter-skelter. Is that not right? Where did Jesus preach and there was quiet? As soon as he finished preaching, somebody's looking for stone. Master, it was fire everywhere. The power of God was awake. May we grow up. Don't think the orderliness of a service and the beauty of it is order to God. It's order to us. Because we have used the models of this world to define how the church should be like. I know churches, the people don't want to leave. So we are closed. They are still sitting there. When the power of God comes, nobody will close. Say, oh, my time is out. When the power of God comes, really, people will be sitting down waiting. What is happening? What's going to happen? He said, we are close. We are, we are here. May new power come to us. Ah, I said, may the power of God come into our camp. When we close church, you see people sitting down. Are you not going? No. The Holy Ghost is not released me yet. See, you become so sensitive. We call for those days. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. If the system of the world, we can never catch up with the order in the world there. We are always different. Praise the Lord. Demons, they are not gentlemen. They are not gentlemen. They don't hear, please sit down. No. So how do you deal with such a, a, an ecosystem or a domain using the systems and structures of the world? Are you seeing what I'm saying? You are dealing with violent, wicked spirits that want to take somebody to hell. It says, smoke the thing. Put the gun to your head. Stab yourself. Nobody loves you. Jump over that wall. Do something to yourself. Kill yourself. These are the things we are dealing with. You cannot be nice and gentle. Are you hearing what I'm teaching you today? So when we come to church, let's, let's be spiritually alive and violent. Glory to God. We have not come to another social gathering, social event. Just sit down and, you know, just soak everything. Mm, and then you go. No. It's changing. It's changing. It's changing. It's changing. Let me deal with the next one. It's lack of understanding. When, when you are dealing with children... Uh, when a church 
is, is a baby church. That means the church is not winning souls. The church lacks understanding. It can't handle complex things. Please put First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11. I'll just read this one and then we go. First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11. Thank you. Glory to God. When I was a child, I spake as a what? I understood as a child and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, that word man is not the physically grown man with the beard. It's a matured man whose soul has been weaned. Are you seeing it? So when I became a man, that means when I had mastery over my soul, my desires, my appetites, the things that make me sad, the things that break me, when I began to master them, I became a man. Amen. Now, children, you can't, you can't read, you can't discuss complex things with them. You can't. And let me tell you, life is complex. I say life is complex. There's nothing A, B, C. No. A, Z, Q, V. Nothing is straightforward. You feel like go and try. So this is how we do it. Theory. You go to the field, Charlie. You have to change strategy. Are you seeing it? Life is not linear. Life is not linear. It's not a straight line. It's not. It's not. It's not straight line like that. It's not like that. It's funny, crooked, all manner of things. And so, if you are a child, you think that you know simple things work. You know that to prepare a very sophisticated stew, you need all manner of ingredients, right or wrong? Right. <laughs> yes. You you have to put a lot of things into the soup. Finish, am I right or wrong? Otherwise, that thing will, will be will be plain. It will be linear soup. Have you tasted linear soup before? Pepper and tomatoes, that's all. And one am I. That's linear soup. <laughs> very simple. You don't have. You know, there's no room for other tastes. You see, you can't taste the pig in there. You can't taste the beef. You can't taste the, what, what else do you put in the soup? You see, when you taste a very sophisticated, you have multiple tastes working at the same time. That's why you like it. Say, mm, this thing is very sweet. It's not one taste. It's multiple states rotating in your mouth. Amen. Say, so this is a very nice soup. It's, it's a complex, sophisticated soup. So why do you think that things will be simple for us? Why do you accept that things will just work? That we start here so everybody should come here. Who are we? So, I'm Pastor Danny. This is my church. Okay? See you all. Bye-bye. See you. I'll be waiting for you. You come and preach to empty chairs. You are being a simpleton. You are not thinking. That means that you are a child. And when you, a, ch a church is full of children, they always think that, oh, the people will come. Who told you they will come? There's an age. April, amen. Even Bishop Oyedepo, he had, how many people? Four and a half people in his church. And he had to, he had to pray. He said he, he had very little uh, excuse for failure. So I think six months into his church, he said, why is the church not growing? Six months. That's six months there. Yeah. People, if you are five, three, seven crowd, people are okay. You know, some of some of our assemblies, we are two years and we have less than ten. But this man, six months, say, Charlie, no. 
He said, went on a three-day fast. He said, why is the church not growing? But you are just six months. It's your level of tolerance that, that makes you, that determines what you are going to get. If you have little tolerance for failure, you will not fail. If you have little tolerance for yourself, you will rise and do great things. Oh, they didn't hear what I said. You have a long tolerance. You have, what's it called? There's a word. It's called an index. Power distance index. You have a long power. So you tolerate a lot. But somebody doesn't tolerate those things. They get results in a very short time. May you have small tolerance for failure. May you have little tolerance for empty chairs. Something must move you to move things. To make your chest full. I'm talking to you, pastor. Shout amen. You that is a home, home fellowship outreach leader. Something must move you. No. This is not how I end my life. Come on. Shout amen. You have to be. It's complex. It's complex. It's sophisticated. You are praying. You are shouting. You are going there. You are combining so many things. See, I'm praying they will come. Charlie. It works at a certain level. But if you pray, don't go out and bring the soul. Would the, would the thief come to the police station and say, please, I'm a thief. Help me. I came to report my, I stole somebody's iPhone. So I'm here. Take me to court. Who would do that? Come on, let me hear. Amen. So you pray and then you go. So it's not only one thing. It's a sophisticated, huh? it's called workings of miracles. May you become complex in Jesus' name. See, in the working of miracles, it's not only one action that is taken. So, Elisha and his students, prophetic school students, they, they, their place they were living is very small. Stand up. Time is up. The place they are living is very small. And then they are going to cut wood to expand the place. And then they, they are cutting. And then the axe head, it, it came off the wood and fell into the water. Now, a series of actions had to take place for that axe to swim and come back. Are you hearing me? Praise God. He said, one, show me where the soul is. Show me where the soul is. So they showed the soul. Then he took a broom and broke a, a stick branch and threw it into where the sheep is. Baited the sheep. Said, come to church. God will deliver you. Amen. Are you seeing it? Throw something at them. Throw something. And then when he threw the piece of wood, then the axe head by itself levitated. <laughs> And began to swim. My God, that is the working of miracles. So you see, he said, if you win souls, you are wise. Wisdom is not for simple people. Oh, they didn't hear what I said. Have you seen a wise man who is very simple? That he's just walking like that. A wise man is sophisticated. He has multiple levels of wisdom he deploys per time. Be wise in Jesus' name. Be wise in Jesus' name. You know, some of the souls eh? When you have done all the softy, you must switch to hard. Oh yeah. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Master. You, you understand? Another time, so sister, God loves you. You have to use multiplicity of tools depending on the state that the, 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 the project is on. You see? Let me hear your amen. May God use you. May God make you wise. Wise people are complex people. That means for you to win, so you must be complex. I say you must be complex. 
complexities. You must be able to discern what is happening. What if you see a very good doctor? He knows what tool to use at that time. Scapel, whatever thing is not you want to use a hammer to, you know. Hey, may God make us wise. May God make us wise unto salvation. He said, He had known the scriptures, which is able to make you wise unto salvation. That it makes you wise so you can win souls. I said, wisdom for winning souls. We refuse to become children. Because when you are a child, you think like a child. You think things are happening. That's why I asked some of the pastors, dissolve your page. Because you just post the home care there and you think that they will read. Who told you they will read? You have to call them. Call, hey, how are you? Have you got the message? Have you been through it? You see, you need multiple wisdoms. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Talk to God. Sorry, my compassion. Interactions, calls, follow-ups. You know, promptings, reminders, reminders, reminders. I don't know why they put reminders on our phone because we can forget. Talk to God. Is there a You are the living God. Is no one like you? Ekuweme, ekuweme, ekuweme.